All right, what is up, you beautiful bastards? It's your boy, Egg Whites, a.k.a. Rabbi Canlis, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. Come on, dog, you know I don't eat that yolk. In today's episode, I am breaking down my top marketing strategies for 2020. This is where I try a bunch of things out, most don't work, and I'm gonna share every single one I'm doing with you today. So if you run an online business and you want some new marketing ideas to try, this episode is for you. You're gonna enjoy three major things at least in this show. Number one, why I think Facebook groups are making a comeback and gonna be a huge marketing channel. Numero dos, what is active audience and why I think it is the most important metric this year? AKA, I don't think your email list size matters as much as you do. And number three, autoresponders, why they are still highly underrated. You're gonna enjoy those three things plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Enjoy. Before we jump into the episode, go check out okdork.com slash weekly. Yes, just do it on your phone. It takes two seconds. I send my best marketing tips straight up into your inbox every single week. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener RDT Hair Salon. Oh, that's cool. Uh, of the USA. They left a review saying, has some genius. Not a lot, but some. And, I, and I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. Thank you so much for the feedback. If you want a shout out, I give it in every single episode. Leave an iTunes review. I check every single one. It is marketing time 2020. I'm just going to share the exact things I'm doing this year so that hopefully we can all dominate the F out of this year together. This is my most popular videos and popular things I've put out there, which is my marketing strategies from 2017, 18. I took off 2019 and now we're back, back 2020. I'm just gonna be a quick teaser of what I am super excited about this year. And I'm gonna go into depth about the exact marketing things that I'm gonna be doing. And hopefully you just copy and do those exact things and they work out for you. Number one, think about your active audience number. That's something you probably haven't heard of and no one's talking about it. Number two, weekly email newsletters. Number three, Facebook groups, a bunch more of my favorite marketing strategies that I'm doing in 2020 in this video. First off, Facebook groups. So Sam Parr, the hustle.co kind of mentioned this to me and I've been experimenting with and I'm getting a little stiffy doing it. No joke. Go to okdork.com slash group and you could join my group and start seeing some of the experiments we're doing. A lot of people with Facebook and things like that, I don't really like Facebook. I try not to use Facebook, but I try to be aware of where is my audience and how do I use Facebook or certain other platforms or channels to bring them into Noah's world. Come play with me. Play my sandbox. So Facebook, what's interesting about that is that everyone's on it or Instagram and all these different activities and Facebook actively will help promote your group. And so there's a lot of really interesting things you can do because people are already on Facebook. I've built a lot of software over the years of trying to get people to come to like off Facebook or to my own kind of private forums. It doesn't work as well. Why? Because people are already at the party. If they're at a party having a fun time, don't try to bring them to your place. So what we've done with the group, which is interesting, we're starting to do is at okdork.com slash group. You can join. It's free. We're trying to do like a weekly help someone in the group activity. I think it's cool to connect people. You can use it as a way to bring people new into your content. You can share content. I think of it as a way of hedging email marketing and other marketing channels. So if I want to promote something, kind of have a guaranteed way that I, I know another way I can get into my people's eyeballs. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think Facebook's going to push it even more. Hopefully they don't throttle it, which they will. So I'll have to pay them to talk to the community members. But it's a channel I'm going to be experimenting with a lot this year about how to build that audience up and then see if I can pull them to the email list or push them into other places. And also ultimately help people that want to grow their businesses. So check it out, okdork.com slash group. I think that's going to be big. Try it out for your business or join groups if you want to create your own. Like there's the Austin Startups group, which is pretty popular. It's something that I helped start 10 years ago almost. But join a group and get active in it. And that's a way that you don't have to deal with all the bullshit of it, but you can enjoy the benefits. Number two, weekly email newsletters. I've started seeing way more people do this, right? So David Hauser does this. Tim does this. I think James Clear is doing this. Noah Kagan is doing it. You could join it at okdork.com slash weekly. And so the question is, why the hell is everyone doing a weekly newsletter? 
So I'll just tell you my thought process about why I'm experimenting with it this for this year. So number one, blog posts and writing content takes a lot of time. It's really hard. Number two, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Dick Dick, whatever new site is coming out, social media. The problem with it is that they want you to pay ads to talk to your own people. On one hand, they give you an audience because they expose you, but then they say, well, you like it? You like that? All right, pay up to actually talk to your people. So email, for the most part, is the best way to communicate to a large audience. The challenge is that a lot of people are starting to do it. There's e-commerce brands emailing you seven times a day. I'm looking at you, Fashion Nova. They're emailing seven times a day. So how do you stand out? A weekly newsletter is thinking about creating like Seinfeld or a show where every week you're looking forward to that content. And so I think it's the most scalable and effective way today in 2020 of talking to your audience regularly versus like, all right, I'm sending an email Tuesday and let's send the next one three weeks from now. So how do you create your own unique format? Don't copy mine. Don't copy Tim Ferriss's. Don't be four bullet Friday. And so how do you create something weekly that people can look forward to? It's a way that you can actually create consistency that your audience wants to hear from you and is more likely to do things. And then secondly, figure out your own unique angle. So what is the angle that people are looking to Noah Kagan for? I'm going to be doing a lot of marketing stuff. What is it about you? Number three, autoresponders. So I think autoresponders are like 1995. They're not new. But I think the thing that most people are missing out on is that they're doing these autoresponders and they don't check them or they just don't have them set up. So what is an autoresponder? Someone joins your newsletter. You can use SendFox. It should be free or really low price for you. It's what I use, sendfox.com. Check it out. When you join, I've redone my autoresponders almost every year. And the thing I love about autoresponders is think about coming into a restaurant and they're like, here are the three best dishes. You should just go eat them, right? You're like, oh, that's great. You're not looking at the menu and being like, what about this one? You order it, it sucks. You never want to go back there again. So with mine, I try to figure out what are the three most valuable things I can do uh, with my audience of someone who just joined my newsletter that they're going to be like, man, I love this guy. How do I engage with him more? What else can I learn from him? And so the three things that I've kind of put forward my content is number one, I put a LinkedIn request actually is my first email. What I found is LinkedIn is really the audience of people that I really love connecting with. So I have them actually follow and connect with me on LinkedIn. The second thing I do is I have them join the Facebook group. I'm like, hey, if you want to talk with me, connect with like-minded people, and you want to help in growing your business or marketing, go join the okdork.com slash group, and it'll redirect you, and you can join our group. Oh, and then the third email is just my podcast, which I kind of think of it as like gateway drugs, right? Follow me on LinkedIn. Oh, that's nice. Join my group and connect with other people. Then it's like, hey, here's a podcast, because podcast is a big ask. You have to give up time or another show to listen to it versus like a group or emails and things like that are a lot lighter. Then I say, check out my podcast because that's important. And I think that I put out good content and I share great people's stories around marketing and starting businesses. And so then I put out the podcast. There's more after that. But I think the bigger thing is not worrying about how Noah does it per se, but just getting your setup or reviewing what are you really trying to accomplish and how does your autoresponder show your best foot forward? Whatever business you have, if you're e-commerce, if you're SaaS, if you're an info marketer, every single business, even a service-based business should have some type of autoresponder. If you're a service business, let's say you're cleaning, you should have a thing where every six months it just auto emails them like, hey, can I come clean? Or if it's a lawn thing, and then maybe after they do it, it's an auto email to send a review. All right, a few more. Number four, LinkedIn newsletter. So LinkedIn has a newsletter. I don't know if you know that. It's kind of on the hush hush DL, but go check it out. So LinkedIn newsletter and LinkedIn publishing. If you're an info marketer, if you're appealing to other business owners, which is what AppSumo does, it's what all the products that we have do. Yes, they're in these other places, but like LinkedIn is where they actually are, right? Like concentrated, it's concentrated use. But I've been pushing out pretty consistent content on LinkedIn. And I think there's something there with that, especially if you're trying to business owners. The other thing on LinkedIn is try a bunch of different templates out and formats out. Try your video, try a photo, try text. One thing that we did that actually worked well is giveaways. So we were like, oh, if you leave a comment 
on this post, we'll do a giveaway. That actually worked out really well. So we're going to be doing more of that. I don't know what's going to be working for your audience, but just experiment. And I think the one thing I've noticed with marketing is that you have to experiment a lot because most of it doesn't work. You have to fail because if it's working, then everyone else would be doing it. And then you have to be doing it in places before everyone else does. If everyone else is already doing it there and spamming everyone, it's already going to be taken advantage of. It's finished. That's why Facebook ads are so expensive. So you have to try new places kind of a little bit earlier. Even TikTok, which I'm not a big fan of personally, as a business owner, it might be something that you can experiment with for a month. I recommend doing probably an experiment at least once a month, if not more often. Number five, I'm actually coming up with a new metric that I think is one of the most interesting ones, which is active audience. So I think with marketing and business in general, if you're a SaaS business or an e-commerce business, obviously the metrics you're looking at is money, MRR, churn, those kind of things. But I think if you're an info marketer or influencer, maybe a food blogger, things of those nature, I think this is actually almost as interesting, which is what is your active audience number? So that's what I'm focusing on with OK Dork and my personal stuff, which is where I share stories about marketing and starting businesses. The active audience number is that if you have an email list, like my email list at OK Dork uh, three years ago is 100,000 people. Ooh. But if you actually look at how many opened the email, it was like 25%. And then if you consider like, okay, of the 25%, only 5% are clicking, it's actually a lot smaller number than it sounds. So the point with that though, is that I don't really care about how big anybody's email list is anymore or how much blog traffic they have. What I'm more excited about is what is your active audience number? So what I consider active audience is anyone in past three months who's opened and or clicked. And so within SendFox, we're starting to move our tool to be more of an audience number, not just then, I have an email list, it's all these people, but guess what, only 25% are doing something. So I think that's something I would consider in your business as well, is instead of the ego or the vanity numbers, what are the core numbers? So active audience number is something I would highly encourage, how do you focus on that, which is kind of coming back to number two, which is the weekly email newsletter. How do I keep my active audience number up while I communicate with them or reactivate them and send them amazing things they're looking forward to so that they stay active? Number five, some of these are old school ones. Some of these are ones I've said in 18 and I've said in 17, but it's free tools. This whole blog posting, everyone writes the same exact blog post. 4,000 different ways to do your marketing things. 819 different examples of this and that. One, I think the bar of quality for those has gotten higher for most of it. Uh, in at least the online marketing areas, the opportunity is free tools. So we built a lot of like King Sumo is free to use. We're making more of our other tools free to use. Sumo.com is free to use for email capture. Meet Fam is free to use for Shopify email marketing. How do you use free tools that are not maybe your core business or make your core business you know, a freemium product, but how can you build more free tools that are lead gen into your product? That instead of reading the blog post, create a tool that does what the blog is talking about and, put, and that could drive it into your audience. That is a harder thing for people to copy. Number seven, calculators, generators, and templates. Again, it's kind of similar to the free tools thing. I think people are searching like, how do I have a marketing template generator? How do I have Facebook ad template generator? Instead of just teaching people the knowledge of it, you're giving them templates so they can go do it. I know my friend Ruben does this at bidsketch.com and docsketch.com. He gives away a lot of templates to get people into using his docsketch and using them for document signing, which is what we use at AppSumo. So consider it. Like, can you build any calculators? Can you build generators? Can you build templates? I know Neville, my good buddy at copywritingcourse.com with two Ks. He has a lot of templates and generators, which has done really well for him. Something you should think about for yourself. And then lastly, offline events. So this is number nine. Again, I was talking to this coffee guy from Texas Coffee Traders. I was like, man, what's your Shopify store? How's your online sales? How's that going? He's like, man, I just do offline. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, everyone's competing online. He's like, I don't know the online thing, but I know this offline stuff a lot better. I know I have relationships. It's easier for me to win. And so that's something that I want you to be thinking about in your own business, which is what can you be doing offline? Because sometimes maybe you can do meetups, maybe you can host coffee meetups, 
Maybe you can host free trainings. Maybe you can go around the country doing little events or medium events or large events. But I think if everyone's focused on spending on Facebook ads and writing a blog post and doing all the online stuff, maybe do some of the manual stuff that's harder to copy. I talked to the guys at MCT Co or MCT Bars, which I really enjoy. And they're like, yeah, man, we've hired 80 people to go into stores and just give out free samples of our bars. That's a lot harder to do than just go buy some Facebook ads, which is what I'm sure their competitors are doing on the bar game. And I'm going to throw in a bonus one. I wasn't even going to plan it, but the 2020 marketing opportunity that I'm interested in, if you're a physical product, I would test out Facebook Marketplace. I think there's like 400 million people who've transacted on it, something like that in 2019, which is bonkers. I think Facebook is going to put more effort onto it. I think it could be a big revenue driver for them when we'll start charging. But especially early on, if you're selling like t-shirts or shoes or parts of products or physical products, there's no cost. So I think it's definitely worth it to try to put it on different platforms that have your audience. So I'll throw that up on Facebook Marketplace. Bonus number two is marketing automation, which when people always say it or companies, I guess everyone's doing the automation. I'm like, what are y'all really doing? But I think some of the next generation of software, Meet Fam is one of the products we've created. If you're on Shopify, I'd recommend it. It's free to use is how do you just do the work for me? So we talked about templates, we talked about generators, we talked about calculators and things of that sort. Instead of you giving me a template, how do you actually just create it for me? So like Meet Fam, for instance, you give us your Shopify and your Instagram and we create your entire email marketing for you for free. And so the question for me is like, what other tools can replace people and software costs and then ultimately just make those things free for you or very low cost providers? How do you automatically create my Facebook ads? How do you create my Instagram posts? How do you create my social media? How do you potentially even create my blog posts? I know there's some software out there that's starting to be able to write articles. Those are my best marketing strategies of 2020. I hope they work out for you. Leave a comment or if you've tried something else out that I haven't experimented with, I'd love to see it or hear about it. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you love the episode and learned some marketing nuggets that you can use in your own business. If you did, go check out okdork.com weekly and I send out marketing tips every single week. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's take a cooking class together. And before you go, let me know what you thought of the episode by emailing podcast at okdork.com. Seriously, it's only people who email that is like, hey, can I get on the show? Just so email me something different. Uh, and a final special thanks to Jason at podcasttech.com for doing what he does in these episodes. And thanks to Mitchell and David of the Dork Team. Thanks, guys. And a special shout out to David at Sumo this week. Just wanted to let you know that you're super cool. Have an amazing day. We brought it back. You remember that from the early episodes? Do you remember that? What's your favorite recipe?